Hello, and welcome to Lights, Cameras, Blokes. I'm Ned Colan, and today, fellow bloke Sean Culligan and I are going to sit down and talk about the 1983 campy horror cult classic, Sleepaway Camp. So pack your bags, kiss your dad goodbye, and let's go camping. Sean, I'm, I'm going to have to cut all of that, man. That's like, what, a 10-minute rant trying to red pill me again about Q and shit? No way, Sean. Hey, you you don't know. Uh, there's adrenochrome in scared little children. There, I just learned about the owls. Do you know about the owls? The, no. And the, the symbols of satan- satanic rituals. Oh, and- <laughs> Hold on, let me get you the name. Uh, Al QAnon... I'm I'm getting put on a list right now. Now that Biden's in office, I uh, I think it's Moloch. For context, I I try to throw Sean under the bus at the beginning as a joke. He's not been trying to red pill me, but now he is. He's now he's going to do on air a ten minute rant. Try- yeah, Moloch. It's um. Uh, it's this like 18th century depict or it's like a not 18th century but it's it's just a depiction of this crazy jewish god or some i don't know you've got to you've got to get off some of these websites man i'm done i'm done with it i'm sorry I, this is every day by we the can't, way we, we can we cannot have this podcast turn into a QAnon podcast i'm sorry this that would be awful we we promised we're gonna leave q alone let's talk about something a little lighter sean tell me as a young tell me about young sean tell me sean as a boy did he ever go camping was he ever out in the woods i I did a little bit of camping yeah yeah i I was you know i was a boy scout i I did go to a summer camp here or there it was fine it's fine you give it a fine out of 10 fine out of 10 yeah it was a it was a soft eh. a soft eh. well i feel like it's more of an american thing maybe i think we have we have like a scouts equivalent i think but i was never i was never involved i've been camping but it's never like america movies promise me camping is gonna be oh yeah yeah science camp was not what all the movies told me it was gonna be like well you built a spaceship and went to space (laughs) no dude it was just literally me hiking with my my friends and going to the cafeteria and having terrible food and that was it and then you got murdered (laughs) and then there was a murder at camp right there was no serial killer there were no insane you know plots to overthrow the government there was no moloch there was no uh, red pills there was no gotcha again Uh, well, I would have liked to go to camp with, with maybe some murders in there. I'm a big Friday the 13th fan. I, I watched all those movies in the span of like a weekend, so I can't tell you which Friday the 13th is which, but I do know the gist of like a good American slasher and a camp feels kind of pivotal to uh, many of them. But before we talk about today's movie, Sleepaway Camp, Sean, you got anything to say to the people? Any rants or wrecks? As you've written here? Yeah, yeah. No, I think this is a new little section we're going to do every episode. A little Rex and Rants section just to yeah. get people up to speed on what's going on in our life. Yeah, I think that people want to know. Yeah, and I think it's also to, you know, as Larry June would say, quick game for you. Mm. Uh, and that's my wreck. Uh, Larry June. You need to get on this dude. He is a rapper from the Bay Area. He's hella good. He is Life Advice 101 financial advice green smoothie advice go check out larry june and cook and soul the entire mixtape unreal 
It's so good and you'll be having a good time and you'll you know throw it on in your car and just imagine you're driving down 101 in the bay with sean c and we're just chilling yes in a scraper i need to get on that i uh i mean listening I, you know me sean i'm a big i'm a big weeb you'd agree with that when you? you see my waifu you see my body pillow yeah it's kind of frightening you need to remove that from the camera next time uh i'm so glad this is a podcast but i've been listening to some some Japanese stuff, some some of this Nai Nai Nai, this new single from this group. Uh, forgive me if I butcher their name. I'm sure they're listeners. Atarashi Gako. You'll know, Sean, if I'm butchering yeah. that. Uh, close. Yeah. Close enough. I, I'll, I'm not even going to correct you. Yep. Wow. I think Just we've, spell it out. I think we've seen who the real weeb is in this uh, exchange. <laughs> Just you search 999-N-A-I, and you just type that three times, no spaces, and that's a real fucking hit. That, I, I caught it it's on a good one. the 88 I have, Rising yeah. YouTube channel. I clicked on that, because I just, purely I liked the word 999, but uh, it's a bot, so check that out. That's the wreck for today. It's got nothing to do with the movie we're talking about today. I See, I keep trying to take it there. I'm, see, I'm a nervous talker, Sean. I'm trying to take us to sleepaway <laughs> camp, and maybe we're not ready. Maybe You're we're still tr- packing our things. Um, uh, no, no, no. We're, no, we're good. We're, we're packed and ready to go, much like you would do going to camp. And that's a good segue. So us. let's talk about Sleepaway Camp, 1983, the cult classic. You say 1983, Sean. Is that when it came out, is it? Yeah, 83, I'm pretty sure. Well, I'd love for us to get in the the mood of 1983. I've written us a little script here because I, like, I feel like to understand a movie of any kind of era, you kind of need to take yourself back to that era. I've thought this for a while, but particularly when I heard about when they re-released The Exorcist in cinemas and people were laughing because they didn't really get like they saw a child saying like fuck and piss and that, that was like funny to them rather than how terrifying it would have been when The Exorcist came out so I think I, I always think you should remove yourself a little bit from today's context and take yourself back a bit and I've done that with a little exchange here the script is called Going to Sleep uh, Going to See Sleepaway Camp I'm gonna just send this to you now Sean I, I don't want to pigeonhole you and uh you're only marginally older than myself but i wouldn't mind if you played the dad in this scenario uh, <laughs> jesus uh, all right well, hold on let me open this up you open this up i'll read screen direction and i uh, i was going to be the son uh i don't want to say too much more i think we can all just collectively get into the mood of going to see this film when it came out 1983 Amazing. so the characters are uh we've got your character treadwood dad uh brush a uh, father with a heart of coal Squeeze it tight enough, though, and you'll be finding a diamond. And in my character, we've got uh, Brandrew Brush, okay? Just a laid-back dude who'll grow up to be Jeffrey Dahmer. Uh, <laughs> let's just jump into it. I think you can read this blind. You know, just try get into the mindset of a dad in 1983. <sighs> I've even... All right. All right. I, so I'm dad. I've dropped a couple of subtle hints at the kind of era this script takes place a couple little subtle nods to things that were going on at the time you know feel free to play that stuff up interior living room day an angry dad looks around a messy living room his hot son runs down the stairs and makes his way to the door before he can escape his dad yells out (laughs) fuck hold up young man you're going nowhere until you've tidied up this living room. You've left your Atari 5200 on the floor again. You're such a wasteoid, Dad. Me and Becky Dustpan were gonna hella vegetate the pictures. Can I clean later? You and that no good Becky Dustpan. When I was your age, I had already seen action at the Vietnam. <laughs> <laughs> Hold sure. on. I'll do that again. 
When I was your age, I had seen action at the. <laughs> I can't do it. You've capitalized Vietnam War. And you... <laughs> all right, all right. One more time. One more time. <clears throat> when I was your age, I had already seen <laughs> seen action at the Vietnam War, 1955 <laughs> through 1970. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Vietnam War, 1955 through 1975. Now that Ronald Reagan is president, <laughs> you kids think all your problems will be solved with trickle down economics. Gag me with a spoon, old man. That's such a it's such a bodacious Friday, 18th of November, 1983, and there's a tubular new movie at the Cinemark. And don't you badmouth Becky. She's a total babe. She works at that new restaurant chain that opened just last month, Hooters. I know all about Hooters. It was in the paper today next to the write-up about the Turkish independence in Cyprus. I got it. <laughs> Maybe I shouldn't have let you go in blind. No, no I this like this. We mistake. need to leave all this in. We need to leave all this in. Okay. <laughs> or I could take another run at it, but this is great. <clears throat> I know all about Hooters. It was in the paper today next to the write-up in the Turkish independence of Cyprus. What are you and Miss Dustpan seeing then? Is it that new holiday movie that just came out today? A Christmas Story starring Melinda, Dylan, and... Darren McGavin? Nah, Dad. It's this gnarly horror movie called Sleepaway Camp. I hear it's got bags, blood, and problematic depictions of queerness and gender nonconformity. It's gonna be totally grody. All right, son. Get out and enjoy yourself. I know it's been hard since the divorce, and I want you to have fun and enjoy growing up. The way you lost the divorce. Thanks, Dad. One more thing. What's up? I, your father, am proud of you, Dad. And that was beautiful, man. I I really needed to hear that last thing. <laughs> so, thank you so much. Thank you. Ned, you you are a, a writer extraordinaire. Thank you. Are we all in the scene now? Are we all in 1983? You know, heading to the cinema with the girl on our arm, Becky Dustpan. I, I'm sorry that I butchered no, it so you, bad with you, my laughing, but it was perfect. You, uh, I guess that was the reaction I was going for, so... Thank you. Amazing. Ned, you being such a, an amazing writer, I would, per, no, I'd say director. <laughs> um, who was the director of Sleepaway Camp? Sean, let me tell you right off the bat, the uh, director, Robert Hiltzik. Hiltzik? Robert Hiltzik, Hiltzik. directed yeah. Sleepaway Camp, 1983. And it's a cult classic. I had not seen Sleepaway yeah. Camp prior to me saying like last week, let's watch Sleepaway Camp. So we both went into this one blind. I, I could certainly see the cult status air on it. To, I, I think you've got a little bit of a write-up on the story, but it's it's a kind of classic 80s slasher movie, very much inspired by the kind of Friday the 13th, Halloween, you know, genre of kind of slasher movies that were coming out in that time. And then you've got all the, you've got like Chopping Mall and Slumber Party Massacre. And uh, it, that this certainly fits more with those. It's not got the kind of classic status of a, of a Friday the 13th, but it's certainly got its fans. So, uh, Sean, tell me a bit about Sleepaway Camp. Take me back to the place of seeing the movie. Yeah, so um, before I run down a summary, mm. this is this is the director's, well, it was his first film, and for a long time, his only film. And he was working at a law firm, did not know that it had become a cult film. And once it did, and once he found out, he came back to do a second Sleepaway Camp called Return to Sleepaway Camp, which... 
happened in about in 2008. Yeah, but Sleepaway Camp, I believe, in the 80s was he did the first one, and then there are two other Sleepaway he did the first one. Camp films. Right. Between right, right. then and Return to Sleepaway Camp in 2008, I have not seen any of these sequels, and I don't want to give away my thoughts on the movie too soon. But I will say, I'm gonna. I'm going to watch the sequels. <laughs> but uh, t- tell me about the movie, Sean. Yeah, the movie. So we start on a lake. We have a father with two kids, a boy and a girl, and a terrible accident. Father dies in a boating accident. <gasps> oh, uh, no. Nice little bit of this girl skiing and screaming her head off. Just needed to let you know about that. The two children, eight years later, go off to summer camp. It's not uh, the... They're, the... They're two children from the lake though it's like one of the children died and the other survived and goes to live with their aunt isn't it have you missed this <laughs> right well okay so here we are, we'll get into kind of spoiler situation later about that but I, we can bring it up but yeah i guess one of one of the children the dad dies one of the kids, one of the kids is, dies and the other child right. it's the daughter goes and lives with her aunt and with. her cousin got it okay great so uh the mother who a little strange sends him to uh <laughs> sleepaway camp well her acting was just kind of uh, insane I was just kind of She's insane. insane yeah send sends him off to summer camp sleepaway camp as some may call it typical camp things ensues guys and girls trying to hook up baseball Spicy. games with terrible trash talk and uh pedo chefs looking at underage campers so you know just the the normal run-of-the-mill things and uh that's kind of where things start getting wild and i would say from here let's let's say spoilers so before that, would you recommend this to, to the audience? Yeah, that was a good rundown. I feel like you know what to expect going into these things. Kids are going to die. Usually it's uh, usually it's old it's older teenagers slash people in their 20s playing 14-year-olds dying. This one had the appeal of, I think, casting-wise, at least a lot of the people who were meant to be kids did kind of look like kids. And for me, if you kill a child in your slasher movie, I don't want to come off as a psychopath here, but that's a big... <laughs> 20,000 points to that movie if you're chopping up children because that's you know that's bold so yes I'm I hope somebody isolates that audio <laughs> and then uses it to blackmail you but yes continue yeah so kill as many children as possible in your movies <laughs> and yeah I'd, I'd recommend this it's a fun cult super cheesy a lot of the times very unintentionally funny in the best of ways slasher movie definitely recommend Sean what are you yeah what do you say I would say going in i saw the tag horror but i'm fine with like a jason or so friday the 13th freddy krueger i i like those 80s kinds of horror movies i'm kind of a scaredy cat you know i'll 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 duck behind a pillow while watching you know a few scary movies here and there mm-hmm. this wasn't one of those no. you know the kills are are lackluster but they're great at the same time so yeah i'd recommend it i think i think the entire movie even if you're scared of horror movies you can get through and i'll leave it at that if you're easily frightened and you don't like being scared, maybe, maybe turn it off. I doubt it. I doubt anyone's like going to be shaken to the core by Sleepaway Camp. Uh, and we can talk a bit about the. That's like, true. That's true. That's I think true. horror. You horror is such an umbrella term. It's it's way too broad a term for a lot of the movies that come out under the label of quote unquote horror. Because in horror, you've got like your Nightmare on Elm Street two next to your Hereditary, and they're so different, and they're going right. for such different experiences in terms of what they're trying to do in terms of scaring you. Because I think like this is a horror in as as far as like the idea of being 
murdered in your summer camp is you know that wouldn't be nice but the execution is going way more for like entertainment you're there to see like campers die in mm-hmm. semi-inventive ways kind of in a it's not like meticulous 4d chess final destination death but you're going for like creative murders you know you want to see right, what right. this person looks like when a vat of boiling water is thrown into their face and i think that stuff is pretty strong like i think like the makeup effects for that era for this oh genre the makeup makeup effects are are on point there are some grotesque makeup effects that the, the b one specifically so good that was done very well and i and i can appreciate that because it comes from like a, a, a side of artistry you've got to be good to pull it off and especially when it's lit for a movie those things can come out looking very fake or or crude or just not done well especially in the 80s but yeah they did a great job i i thought the the effects were awesome so yeah we both recommend it i would say give it a shot but let's get into the spoilers and just uh the nitty-gritty yes you've mentioned awful acting i think there are some very standout performances of that kind of bizarre caliber i'm thinking of like the mother and then the the mother's so brilliant in like the two minutes she's in there let me give you a little sample of the mother uh, who's like "Mm, my children going to camp finally but what would the camp know if they knew the truth of your medical records they mustn't ever know that luckily i am a doctor (laughs) and your medical records have been forged Mm, it was a lot of that and it's great oh it was it was like at the time when i was watching it before i knew the ending Mm. i was like she is awful she is overacting and this sucks this is terrible then you get to know about how she has altered medical records to disguise. We're talking yeah. about the ending ending. I just want to disagree with you for a second that like, yes, she's a terrible actress. I, it far from sucks. It's like me, when I watch this kind of movie, I want to be entertained and she's bringing the entertainment. Like, and I, it's not even a case of like, she's clearly an actress who knows the kind of campness of the project she's going for i don't believe that for a second she's overshooting campness by a thousand percent uh (laughs) and then there's the camp bully girl abby i think her name is she's later on and she's going for a similar thing she's kind of sneering and overacting Mm. and is kind of going for like a 30s theater villain kind of thing and it's so weird it, I, it's it's entertaining. I, so so no, it, it, they're both very entertaining. That's why I kept watching. I didn't throw this movie out the window <laughs> the second I saw that. But uh, but I'm saying like I think her diabolical acting mm. and her kind of overacting maybe not purposeful. I think there is like a 25 percent like here is the role. You know everything about your role. Yeah. So what would that happen? And she kind of like nails it. I think in that sense. Yeah, she overacts and probably isn't the greatest actress because I haven't heard of any of these people afterwards they didn't go on to act in anything else well for the most part yeah i i i'd say other than a couple of exceptions felissa rose who plays angela the main girl Mm -hmm. who the the story kind of centers around felissa rose is a pretty big like b-movie horror name she's she pops up in a lot of these kind of movies even still she's in a lot of like independent horror films and she's uh 
she's yeah should we talk a bit about like angela and uh yeah 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 the girl who her father and her brother die at the beginning they're hit by a jet ski or something <laughs> not a jet ski like a speedboat on yeah, the lake speed, it was a boat that was towing a skier yeah anyway they get hit she's the survivor she's now at the camp and she's a quiet weird girl and i gotta say like of the weird performances in this movie hers feels really like perfect for what she's in her face is so perfect for the big vacant stare kind of thing like when she talks it's yeah. 80s child yeah. acting she was 14 at the time of this movie or 13 i think but she's uh she's got the perfect like you know thousand yard stare that is consistent throughout the film and i think she's an engaging like central character because she's weird yeah yeah okay okay so so i need you to clarify something here yeah the kids in the boat there is a boy and a girl yeah this is the beginning when at the very beginning a boat accident. the boy and the girl so the the boy died the the father dies and then the boy dies no the, so the father's got two kids right on the boat father has two kids yeah. on the boat the father dies and then of the two kids the girl dies right well so this, no, sorry the boy di- the boy wait so <laughs> sean you're right and wrong you're right and you're right you're not wrong okay the so the reveal at the end if we're going to talk about the ending the ending i, th- I think yeah yeah the ending is before i talk about the ending sorry all over okay. the place here. No, no, but well, yeah, it is we, a staple of these movies that the people you see die first is usually the ones who done it. Okay, like I think of right. like Friday Thirteen, and this is so similar in like the setup of someone, you know, a child dies at camp, and you're like, who is it? And so immediately I'm thinking, okay, we the father and the, the son have died. It's either the father or it's the son, and they're killing people mm, at camp. Okay, because okay. they hate campers. It turns out I was kind of wrong. The twist at the end is that Angela, the daughter, you think the daughter's survived that boating accident but really it was the son who goes to live with his aunt and is then raised as a girl so right okay the beginning kind of shows you the death of the father and the son and then the ending it's revealed no the father and the daughter are the ones that perished in that boating accident and the son grew up as angela and that's the the big who done it is angela did it but angela was actually a young boy the whole time and this is kind of foreshadowed throughout the film You've got Angela's medical records have been forged by her adoptive mother. Angela doesn't like going and changing into her swimming stuff. She doesn't like going swimming. She doesn't shower with other people, the other campers. She showers alone. And it's all up to reveal the big kind of twist of Angela is actually a boy, which is shot in like a really great... All I knew about Sleepaway Camp was that final shot where it's Angela with her mouth kind of gaped open, stood there, she's naked. And the final shot is just like her head up and it's a really great little horror shot. And then there's this full body shot of her where it's Angela naked and you can see that she is a guy and she's her little ween is out for all to see it's certainly uh, like my script that set the set the pace for 1983 it's certainly what did i call it a problematic depiction of queerness and gender nonconformity. it's definitely there with a kind of you know it's it's hard because reading it in today's context it feels very like outdatedly 80s you know it's 
Right. It's her father was gay, so then she kind of has feelings about having a relationship with another boy at camp. The second film in the blurb, she's described as a transsexual. So because it's the reveal, you never really gauge what her personal identity is. You just know that here's a character who was raised this way, and oh, the twist is she's got a penis. So that all feels like muddy water, (laughs) but because they shot this in a way where they've got like a skinny, shorter guy wearing like a mask of Angela's face and the effect is kind of so weirdly distorted it's 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 spooky she looks kind of uh, cryptid like and a little hunched over and it's it's very clearly a costume makeup job but it's one done in a way that is kind of uh, either however you're going to it's either hilariously bad or it's unsettling yeah let's talk a lot about this ending because I think the redeeming part of this whole movie for me was that ending because it was so chilling and it it did remind me of cryptid alien reenactments you know the 3 a.m the 2 a.m discovery channel (laughs) history channel cryptid reenactment you know where you would see something that is so you know out of this world and i think it whether they've much like the the gender role or the gender norms or the uh the gay father versus uh the daughter who is actually the son not feeling comfortable because her father was gay like they kind of stumble into that that storyline in a way um because like you said they're not really even thinking about that it's just more the reveal of like oh it was the sun the entire time i think the the ending also kind of stumbles into it being so chilling right the costume or the way they had to pull off the ending is okay we found a shorter man who's over 18 obviously because it has full frontal nudity to stand in this costume type thing and we're gonna freeze frame it and it creates this it it creates something that's so haunting to me that i haven't felt this way about like a scare really in a long time in a long time yeah so so in a lot of movies like hereditary or something like uh even midsommar there are things that you'll you'll see that you're just like oof you know Mm. it'll get you in the stomach and you'll be like oh that was a good one that was a good scare i'm scared yeah this was was that discovery channel 3 a.m like i'm 10 years old and i feel uncomfortable scare to, to me um and and i think that's something that the internet has removed from like my brain i've seen so much bad stuff so many gruesome like weird things on the internet that you're you know the unsettlingness of something doesn't really affect you anymore and so this like ending was exactly that where i was like wow i haven't felt that way in a long time and even after the movie had ended i was still like sitting with that feeling and that is why i would recommend the movie more than anything because i think the bad act there's the baseball scene like in that movie (laughs) so the baseball scene is so bad That I was like, why did we leave this in? You could have asked somebody who's played baseball before to like, you know, let's learn how to trash talk in baseball. Let's talk for a second about these kids because the trash talk and these kids like cussing each other out is straight from the lips of like some 40 year old something dude chain smoking in his like studio apartment in like New York. And the kid's like, hey, you fucking cacksuck, this little 14 year old <laughs> kid. And it's wonderful. It, and uh, it's that scene right at the beginning where he gets to camp. He's like, hey, have you seen Abby's tits? They're up to <laughs> like like no one yeah. fourteen or fifteen has ever like they they're gross and they talk about girls for sure, but not like it's, it's old y- men. Yeah, it's the, uh, and that the director scene is like the perfect 
Like that's right. just them all talking to each other and they're just like cussing each other Awful. out and like eat shit and die. Eat shit and live, Tommy. That one was actually pretty good. Well, I think it has to do with the director. He went to Hofstra or he was in New York. And I think it's a lot of this like Brooklyn. There's a lot of Brooklyn accents. There's a lot of like New Yorker vibes. Mm. And and yeah, it's it's like like you said, the kids do not talk that way. And it was a 40 year old who wrote the script and was like, all right, well, uh, you know, fuck you, Tommy. <laughs> hey, you motherfucker, hey, Jimmy! Uh, you, Jimmy, g- come on down here. We we'll go have a smoke. Tommy, I'm only fourteen. I shouldn't be smoking. Ah, it's all right. I, I, I stole him from my pops. It's okay. <laughs> yeah, you cocksucker! I didn't know you had it in you. That kind, of, you know, from the mouth of babes. Yeah, they're uh, gonna get they're gonna get uh, prosecuted for racketeering by the age of seventeen. So it's okay. I will say, seeing as it was a movie in the eighties, and getting a sense of who the writer director was based on the dialogue, I was like, I'm not comfortable with any of these children being on set it's interesting to see like actual younger people casting these roles and not like the usual workaround for that is people like deep into their 20s playing 17 year olds and at, like i think of friday the 13th that's not about children at camp it's about camp counselors because you don't friday the 13th didn't want to do 14 year olds getting like axed in their sleeping bags a sleepaway camp does it happily it's one of the moments where a counselor comes to where he left all these like little it's the youngest children in the movie and they're like nine or something and they're all chopped up in their sleeping bags that's where if you're into tasteless 80s entertainment that's where you're like oh right on they went there and it's disgusting and it's in bad taste and it's kind of the charm of the movie and i think it it never ventures too far into being too uneasy or grotesque because it's never like a hateful film it's you know it touches on tired kind of dynamics and and some you know muddy water but it's never like it never hates any of its characters they don't die because of like who they are more that they were in the way of of this you know central character so for that reason it never gets like gross gross i don't think it's never like oh i don't like watching this because it stays entertaining yeah i was i was waiting for some scenes where i was just gonna fast forward through it and i never did really it was i was i was waiting for it to be like oh yeah 1980s movie there's gonna be problematic scenes i just don't really want to watch or deal with uh it never got to that point so that was good and you do have the pedophile chef who his open his like the opening scene he confesses to his colleagues like no such thing as too young immediately he's the first death of the movie gets burned uh, by this boiling pot of corn see but that was that was pulse. what like i was i was at a point where i was expecting him to just get away with that with that comment and i was about to be like Ugh, like are you kidding me well, like we're putting this dude in it but then he's the first first one gone so i was like okay thank you okay I know what movie I'm watching. Good. Yeah, it knows how to keep you uh, engaged because as the film goes on, like the victims get less and less quote unquote deserving, you know, and it becomes like right. kids in sleeping bags. But it knows how to hook you in a way that, like, oh yeah, that guy is an asshole. I get, you know, I get why a serial killer go for them, and then like, but then it gets more and more outlandish and and in a great slasher movie way. I want to talk about Mel, the camp counselor, the owner of the place, who is like he's how I pictured the guy who wrote all these kids he's like the the older like he's chain smoking his cigars he's got his like gold chain his slick back white hair and he's like uh, my camp's finished if they find these bodies he's he's the mayor from jaws but a camp counselor he stood out to me and he passed away just before the film was released this was his final performance so i wanted to shout out mike kellen for being a great old bit creepy violent camp counselor he's uh yeah 
good stuff. Uh, yeah, and he was going to have dinner with a camp counselor, which was kind of like I didn't know how old she was. <laughs> so yeah, it was a creep. That was... <laughs> <laughs> uh, but it's okay because uh, she dies in the shower and he gets hit by an arrow. All it's... things resolve themselves, you know. All things uh, resolve themselves. Yeah, it's bad. It's bad acting. It's tasteless. It's uh, you know gaudy. I really liked it. Strongly, I, I enjoyed it too. So uh, <clears throat> I think it's time for scores. That's where it gets hard because, like I say, like <laughs> it's a it's a good movie. It's a bad movie. I'd give it a I'd give it a six, Sean. But I I want I want huh. you to go in with this knowledge that it you know probably. In terms of, like, a standalone piece of film and art, maybe it deserves a little lower, okay? But if if you were like, Ned, do you want to go watch the new Christopher Nolan movie Tenet, or do you want to rewatch Sleepaway Camp? I'd, I'd be throwing Sleepaway Camp right in there. Give me some of that Sleepaway Camp. That's that's just me. Sean, what do you give Nice. It? Um, I think, like, everything you said is correct. Um, and I'm not normally a fan of horror movies or scary movies or anything like that. But for that scene at the end and having that unsettling feeling for the first time in a long time, uh, I would I would give it a six if it didn't have that ending. Mm. But I'm going to give it a seven mm. just because of that. Yeah, I, I like that was the most redeeming part of it. I was waiting for the entire movie. I was like, why is this a cult classic? I get it. There's some, some good kills, good, you know, know some good uh, special effects but there's got to be something more and it delivers at the end and i like that it delivers and then it just goes to credits we're done this is it that was what you were here for and like you know they didn't go on any further in the movie they didn't you know water it down afterwards they didn't have to explain anything to you yeah it was just perfect yeah totally agree and now Sean will play us out with a cover of the end credit song go on Sean i know you prepared something <clears throat> um is it the the blokes theme song? Do we have a blokes theme? theme no, song? it's the end no? theme of like, and it goes like Angela, she's the perfect girl for me, or something. <laughs> well, how how'd that go? It's so cold at night. I'm begging you to stay. What a movie. I, I tell you, if you've ever had a similar camping experience, please feel free to reach out to lights.cameras.blokes at gmail.com. Drop us a note and we might read it on air. Uh, what a treat for, for everyone involved. Thank you so much for tuning in, for giving us a listen. It's early days and we do appreciate any time you've been able to give this. Sean and I have been so happy that anyone's been able to tune in and give it a listen. So, yeah, we we, we really appreciate it. Thank you. Uh, next week will be a very special episode. Sean and I will be discussing the best film of 2019. So don't miss that. But it will be a podcast, so hard to miss. You know, there's no time sensitivity there. Uh, I'll let you be. Have a great week. Drink plenty of water. And if you're going swimming, make sure you check the lake for speedboats.
Now, three foot in this, I have my tie, drop the door, fish, do you like me? I'm